It's Jim, it's the world of bonds, and it's Friday the 12th of March 2021. This is for professional investors only, never investment advice. US Treasury bonds back up at their highs, 1.6% at the 10-year, 10-year gilts at 79 basis points, 10-year bonds at minus 32 basis points, and really it's um, the European, the Eurozone government bond markets that are outperforming in general of late. Partly, there is some confused messaging out of the European Central Bank, but having been pretty slow off the mark in using the PEPP, the Pandemic Emergency Fund, effectively to buy government bonds to support them, the the messaging, if we're right in interpreting it, suggests that they're probably going to step that up in days and weeks to come because they're getting worried about uh, the sell-off in Eurozone government bonds. All eyes, though, this morning on the Office of National Statistics in the UK. They released uh, their first estimates for GDP for the start of this year, minus 2.9% in January. Obviously, we've gone into a a third national lockdown at this stage, so that compares with a positive result in December uh, of 1.2%, so back down again. If you look at the um, the kind of uh, 2020 outlook um going back and looking at that we fell in the middle of the year nearly 20 percent gdp we bounced back to growth at 10 percent in the third quarter and but it's been trailing off ever since then we did have that bounce back in december but other than that it's been a, a downward trend throughout that period obviously expectations of a significant rebound in the second half of this year but to be honest it wasn't really the gdp numbers that's going to make tomorrow morning's newspaper headlines it's all about trade data trade doesn't always get its day in the sun but obviously january's data is the first representation that we have of the impact of brexit you know we've been in the transition period for a year up to the 31st of December 2020. So January 2021 is our first data outside of uh, the common market effectively. And um, it was pretty awful. I think that that's fair to say. Um, The data was absolutely incredibly weak. Exports to the European Union fell, wait for it, by nearly 41%. Uh, goes without saying that's the largest since records began. Obviously, there are some massive issues going on at the same time. You know, we've mentioned the fact we'd gone into that third national lockdown because of COVID over that period. Also, the imports data are skewed by the fact that people stockpiled in the fourth quarter of last year, and it's possible that European um, companies also stockpiled their um, UK manufactured goods um, in anticipation of perhaps border delays, which transpired in January, if you remember those uh, pictures of Dover and the the lorry parks and so forth. So it's possible that economic agents uh, did bring forward economic activity and trade into the end of um, Q4 2020. But nevertheless, this is an awful number um, and, you know, can't be disguised effectively that Brexit is having a huge impact on, on trade. Expect a lot of that to wash out, but um, Ben Chu of The Independent has um, tweeted some stuff um, from an Institute of Directors poll of its members, which say said that 20% of firms stopped trading with the EU completely in January. As I said, probably not unexpected given the uncertainties and expected delays and uh, the new paperwork and so forth that firms temporarily stopped trading with European counterparts over that period. But of that 20%, half of them said that they are now stopping permanently trading with the European Union. So 8% of all UK firms that traded with Europe before say 
but they're not going to trade with Europe in the future. Uh, and that's going to be pretty damaging for the UK economy over the long term. Okay, the next thing I want to quickly talk about today is is France and babies. I remember, you know, first time I ever went abroad was a camping holiday in the ferry. I, can't, I think went to Cherbourg um, and camped in Normandy. I remember we drove off the ferry and um, saw a huge poster in the harbour of the ferry that said something like, France a besoin de babies. Apologies for the accent uh, and murdering that. Uh, for those of you who don't have my extreme grasp of the French language, it, that means French needs babies. And, um, you know, they, they'd gone through um, a collapse in babies being born. And for France, population growth equals economic growth equals world power and so forth. You know, and we all know there's a link between working age population and potential growth rate. So if your your babies start disappearing, then um, you're not going to be so economically powerful. Um, this comes on the back of news uh, this week that um, French baby growth fell by 13.5% year on year. Um, so a huge collapse in the birth rate. We're also seeing this in Spain, Italy, uh, and everywhere in the world. But, uh, you know, the French numbers are especially notable. This is the worst if you think that baby growth is, is bad, um, if it falls, this is the, the worst number since 14% or something fall in babies in 1975, which presumably I went to France in 77 or something like that. Um, so, you know, the, the, there was a huge collapse. When you look at the, the graph of French bébé falls, um, they all correspond, as they do around the world, with recessions. So people have less, less babies during recessions. Um, so we would expect a rebound in that. But, you know, the scale of this fall in um, birth rates will feed through into the future, into growth rates for Europe and potential growth rates in Europe in places like Italy are already trending towards zero. Um, so potentially another argument towards Japanification where your potential growth rate is zero or even negative. Um, I think that's all I was going to say today, apart from the fact that we've got some flow data from Emerging Market Bond Fund. And again, we're seeing outflows from um, ETFs and um, investments in emerging market debt around the world, which partly explains and partly is in response to the weakness in emerging market currencies and emerging market bonds, which, as I said before, hasn't really fed through to any dramatic extent into credit markets yet. Have a great weekend. Speak to you next week.